every one of the 118 works in this year's Birds in Art exhibit deserves in-depth coverage, but that's pretty much impossible in a five-minute format. I have to cover at least a few, though. Swiss-born Lucretia Beeler produces exquisite paper cuts using a single sheet of black paper cut with small, sharp scissors and mounted on white mat board. Her woodcock depicts a female on the nest as a central image, surrounded by a circular frame of 18 adult woodcocks and two almost-hidden tiny chicks. Another impossibly intricate work is Corinne McCauley's Mallard Duck, in which she painstakingly stitched 22,000 tiny glass beads, one at a time, row by row, passing needle and thread through each bead twice to hold the rows together to create a stunning tapestry capturing the brilliant iridescence of a Drake Mallard's head. Australia's Tony Pridham created a hyper-realistic four-foot square oil on linen of an Ecuadorian hummingbird called the Green-Crowned Brilliant. It's shown 300 times life-size, each feather and the reflection in the bird's eye exquisitely detailed. I was thrilled to see a painting by one of my real-life friends, Ken Kaufman, whose splendid portrait of an Amazon kingfisher on oil on ampersand guessaboard is titled Emerald Amazon. The kingfisher is perched in a cecropia among huge leaves dwarfing the stunning bird. The only artist to have had a work selected in every one of the 47 Birds in Art exhibits since its inception in 1976 is Guy Koliak. His oil on canvas of tundra swans is titled Flight of Four. He writes, when these birds are in flight, their necks have a rhythm that is almost wave-like as they come close to one another and separate. The swans in flight of four are meant to evoke that feeling, end quote. Gary Stobbs' The Last Stand is a bronze sculpture of a dodo. Stobb wrote that he was, quote, interested in a pose with more motion than other recreations. He succeeded brilliantly. The dodo's extinction in 1662 has always seemed tragic to me on an intellectual level, but looking at this life-size, three-dimensional sculpture, the bird's tiny vestigial wings lifted winsomely as it seems to run, wild alive, gave me a visceral sense of loss I've never felt before seeing other dodo artwork. Some works are impressionistic and minimalist, like Shelley K. Breitzman's Acrylic on Canvas, Room to Breathe. Her artist's note explains, On a day of thick fog, I startled a great blue heron from an estuary on the south shore of Lake Superior. Rather than retreating, the heron flew over the lake toward open water, disappearing into the fog." End quote. The distant heron, recognizable only by the shape and curve of the wings, is shown in what Breitzman called the otherworldly instant just before the bird disappeared. 
The works in the Birds and Art catalog are alphabetized by the artists' last names, so it was not intentional to have Breitzman's painting face another monochromatic work capturing a very instant before something happens. Belgium's Carl Brenders produced a pencil-on-illustration board of a northern Sahuet owl titled Eyes on the Prize, which wasn't the least bit impressionistic, but rather almost photographic in detail. His notes explained that the subject was a tame bird kept by a rehabber, but in his piece, the bird is sitting on a lichen-covered branch, looking at a specific point somewhere below and to the right of the frame, the intensity of its gaze and stance capturing the split second before it pounces. Many of the works in the Birds in Art exhibit are less about the natural world than about the intersections between birds and humans. Next time, I'll talk about some of that artwork. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.